What's up, Christy? You got to go work for Cardi B. Cardi B yeah, man. for the entire crew. She's making videos. She doesn't give a shit. I know. Give a shit, man. She she is like that is a leader. She. I think made- I would be so uncomfortable on that set. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much sexuality going on. I'm like, uh, 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 like, it's awesome. No, it'd be great, but like, <laughs> like uh, what can I touch? What can I not touch? Who's <laughs> gonna yeah. stare at the floor? It's, so good. <laughs> it's good to see you, Maximo. Same. <laughs> oh my god, it's like. Uh, it's, I, I can't even start talking about it or I'll cry. Um, uh, I am waiting for, a. am I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to bring me a Coke zero because that's the kind of house I live wow, in. Wow. That it, is impressive. It gets brought to me. I, I asked for I'm, it. I'm, 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 I'm drinking a LaCroix so I feel I'm on set. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank we did, you. we did briefly. It's, get it's in a fancy stemless wine cup. Man, really <laughs> elevated. Mm-hmm. I don't even know you anymore, man. <laughs> Sorry, I've made a movie. I've, I've gone on. I've gone on. We're recording already, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll give John a heads up. I think Maximo yeah. for several minutes about other things that he can. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, uh, what is it? Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Terran Tacos. Terran Tacos, guest. special guest, Maximo Contreras, um, who was our gaffer on Final Dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maximo, can you tell people in podcast land, what does a gaffer do? A gaffer is basically um, executes the logistics and the lighting design by the director of photography. Uh, but a lot of times the gaffer is in charge of l- the design of the lights, uh-huh. uh, designing of the lighting. Um, it just depends on the director of photography. If that director of photography is very, uh, collaborative. And then if they are like, Hey, you know, you like lighting, you do, you concentrate on just lighting design. I'm going to do camera, uh, but I've also been on sets as a gaffer where I had no creative decisions. That was all the DP and that's fine. It was just my job to delegate and implement that, uh, vision. So I would say, sorry, I mean, like, no, it's fine. Designer for film. Like, yeah. So I have a question, Mike, can I, can I ask a question? So since we're here to talk about like technical stuff that on, on final dress, um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what it was like for you to come onto a set with a director that didn't quite know how to work on a movie set yet. Uh, and, 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 and you can be totally honest. I hear the director's a real bitch, but she, you know, she doesn't she mind. Want to bring her fucking Coke Zeros all the time. <laughs> her bitchiness did not come up <laughs> when we first, <laughs> no. Uh, when I first took the job, nobody told me she was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's funny. How did, I'm trying to, so in the beginning, Desiree had called me about this movie, about this mm-hmm. script uh, that started in like two weeks. Uh, I was out of town, uh, which is not out of the normal. Yeah. Really, for people to call me on a feature, like 
I would prefer a month in advance, but sometimes mm-hmm. two weeks, sometimes like a, a week, it's all you get. But two weeks was like, okay. But the problem with that I had was I was already working for that whole week out of town. Mm-hmm. I, think I was in Boston or so I was working on a gig out of town and I was like, I can't do anything from here until I get back. Uh, I need to scout. Right. Uh, I need to do all all this stuff. But before that, I need to negotiate with whoever the money people are. Uh, <laughs> because she was like, she was, she was trying to do the sweet thing and like sell me on the script and the people involved. I was like, I don't care. I Honestly, need money. Yeah. Fucking A. It's his job. I was like, I was like, I don't, I, I the script can be great or awesome or terrible, but I want to work. I love what I do. And so I don't, I don't care. Now, if the script's amazing and the director's amazing and writer and all that, that's a bonus. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, but Desiree, I know her and we've worked together. And I was like, if Desiree is wanting to do this, and you know how Desiree is. Yeah. She's very excited about stuff. Yeah. And it's uh, infectious. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But I got, uh, demands, I guess, or, of or you of know, course. I was like, I got, I got, because I, and, and these demands come from a good place. Like I want to do a good job mm-hmm. in, for the movie. So Desiree called me, I called Chachi, who is my work wife. <laughs> <laughs> We've worked together for so many years and he works and he's really good about negotiating. Like, <laughs> Usually, like, we'll recommend each other, but then he does all the talking when it comes to negotiating that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, about, y'all. Yeah, he's all business. In, in a good way. And if Chachi ends up listening to this, like, it's in a good way. I've heard he's business in the front and party in party the back. In the back. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. No, for sure. And so... <laughs> We're not just talking about his hair. It's just his... his <laughs> yeah, his existence. <laughs> He's all about partying in the back. Yeah. And so he gave me tips on how to, like, then I had to talk to Max Hartman and iron out all those details. And I was like, I need I need these things. Mm-hmm. Right? Figure it out how to get the money out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, well, what are we... And I, the things that I told him, I had already thought of of how to save money. You know what I mean? So I had already negotiated in my head all this process because I've done it a, a couple of times already. And plus Chachi had helped me out. So I was like, this is, this is how it has to be, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm already hitting rock, not rock bottom, right. your minimum. Yeah. Right? But I was like, but I was like, but I'm like, I really want to do it. I really want to do this. So after hearing all those details, they, I think Desiree sent me the script when I was in Boston. I never read it. <laughs> I didn't have time. Of course not. <laughs> I kept procrastinating. I was like, I'll read a couple pages before I go to bed. Nah. <laughs> I'll download it and read it on, on the plane. Forgot to download it. <laughs> <read on the plane>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, well, you know, so you feel better. Yeah. Judy, Judy Dench never reads any script yeah. that we'll she's read. Yeah. But Hello. she's fucking Dame Judy Dench. That's the yeah. But I'm, you know, you're like Maximo Contreras Esquire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he actually is. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
And so, so oh yeah, so so Christy like or Desiree told me some background of what it was about, and and she was like, Christy is a great movie, uh, uh, sorry, theater director, blah, blah blah. And honestly, I was thinking like you didn't have uh, you your your experience in the theater world meant nothing in the in the in the movie world. Of course, that was my assumption. It was, it was, a, and I'm glad I was wrong. <laughs> I'm so glad I was wrong because I have worked with people that come from other venues, like creatively, and they think they can just direct, and it, and they can't. Right. And also, I think, and also, I think, like, I didn't realize the life experience you had, Chrissy. Like, I really thought like you were like a 22 year old, 23 year old person. Does oh. not tell me this? Like, mm-hmm. I just made an assumption, new director, young person, right? Right. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to walk into a shit show, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's fine. And I, like I said, hadn't read the script, but I loved the idea. I love the, the, the idea that it's written by theater people for theater people, and it pokes fun at it because – um, one of my favorite genres of movie is uh, like movies that make fun of the film industry. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Bowfinger is one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like those kind of movies. Cause like, it's what, you know, you know, like, and right. so I was like, they're gonna, they're there. This is going to be good. Like, so I jumped on board. I basically, I think when I flew back, I met with you guys for the first time, did the mm-hmm. scout. Uh, and then we were off to races the very next day. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like, that was, I was insane. I was just like, and then like, I, you know, I had a couple phone conversations with John, the DP, uh, when I was in Boston and it was, it was like, he was like, well, what do you think? I was like, dude, I can't, I can't give you my opinion on like what gear to get and stuff because I haven't read the script. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And John was actually just look very collaborative and looking for advice, but I was like, well, what kind of lights do you, I mean, there's the basics, right? What kind of mm-hmm. lights do you have? Uh, I know what kind of gear we're going to get from NPS, the rental company, and we'll just make it work. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern was um, the lighting for the, that takes place at the theater. Cause mm-hmm. I've done a lot of movies that we fake a theater stage and I have to buy, I have to, to rent all these theater lights, you know, Parkans and Lico's and <clears throat> yeah. all that equipment to make it look like a theater. And I was like, that's going to be expensive. And I don't know how to cut that budget for you guys, for Max. And Max was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but no, I didn't know until I went to the scout that we're actually shooting at a working theater. Yeah. Was, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I have everything I need up here. Yeah. It's all yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, and, and he like, was so much. I was like, I was like telling, I don't know, Max or Desert. I was like, why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> it's such a weight off my shoulder. Like, and we yeah. were able to get Aaron Johansson, who's yeah. an awesome which I wanted center. to bring up too. Aaron, like, you know, that works with Chrissy a lot. Like, that was another thing that, like, okay, so I got to Dallas, right? Uh, I meet with you guys. I do the scout the night before. I'm like, all right, gotta read the script. Well, I read like only half of it. Because I had to get to bed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. To start so, shooting the next morning. <laughs> so I, as I read the call sheet, I was like, oh, great. We're going to shoot stuff I haven't read yet. All right. 
well, <laughs> we get the first day and it's like the toughest scene we have to do. Right. <laughs> I know. And I like, this is what I keep telling Michael and because Michael was not there the first day. Because no, Brandon, Kanisha and I had a commercial shoot. Had, right. Uh, and I kept saying, I'm there. I mean, Max was there, but Max was also new to the process. Like up to that point, Brandon and Michael were my, my team, like my close mm-hmm. team. And I had to start the first day on the hardest scene without my support system. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I have to win this crew over. Like, <laughs> With- I have to win this crew over today. And I have to win them over on the fucking toughest yeah. scene yeah. in the movie. I- so. I'm a big fan of starting off with the hardest thing on the fan. <laughs> like, not just based on this movie, but, like, overall, because, like, everything else just is so much... Seems easier after. Yeah, yeah. And of course, so, at that point, we didn't know we'd be trapped at a farm, but... Right. <laughs> being trapped on the farm was not a big deal to me. <laughs> I loved it. I love um, it, too. So, Maximo, not even, not just with Final Dress, but because I don't, I don't know that a lot of people know. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. When you talk about going on a scout as a gaffer, what are the things that you're specifically looking for? What are you trying to gain from uh, scouting the, the locations you're going to be shooting at? Uh, I'm looking at, uh, was it two, maybe two or three things, two things specifically creatively the scene and where i can put lights okay <laughs> creatively like okay we're going to be shooting it and hopefully we have you know uh an idea of the of the blocking of the scene and stuff like that but if we don't that's okay uh i just i need to look at the space and be like okay like well maybe a light up there or a light here and stuff like that uh so creatively and then logistically i have to think about because I'm dealing with electricity, the power distribution, where are the outlets? Where's the circuit breaker in case something happens? Am I bringing the generator for this scene or can I just run off house power? Uh, And those are like, yeah, the two things that I'm looking at Um, on bigger sets. And that depends like on bigger, like Hollywood sets, they sent out the best boy electric, which is the, the, uh, the assistant to the to the gaffer, the second in command, and that person is thinking more of those logistics. Like, okay. this is where we land a generator. This is where I want the truck. Uh, this is a good staging area for our lights. But on something like Final Dress, that's a, like, or it's me. I'm thinking for for all those, those things. Those, those those things, yeah. So, uh, and some of those things are like minor. Like, they're not my my priority as much as like the creativity of it like some of it i'll just be like okay there's an outlet there great uh staging area i'll figure that out on the day maybe you know or like yeah that kind of stuff uh and then working with your location person which in this case was desiree and it was great because i work with her all the time Mm -hmm. and she already thinks my department she already thinks like hey this is a great place for you to unload for the truck right oh amazing yeah Thanks for making it easy for us. So like God, she having, was, she's so great at her job. Amazing. So having like people like that, also having uh, your like my partner in crime, Chachi, mm-hmm. be there as well because he he uh, he is he helps me with the lighting aspect of it more like um, doing the the shaping of the lighting and stuff like that. But he can have suggestions as well, you know. 
So yeah, it's it's logistics and creativity that I think about when I go to Moscow. Cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, it was, there were days when like I just I loved because it's a lot of sitting around and waiting, right? Until mm-hmm. you until you do the thing, and there were days when I just really would like to sit back and watch the crew work after we had decided like this is where we're doing it, this is how I want it to look or whatever. And then watching the the, the problem solving that happened mm-hmm. uh, in order to make it look really beautiful. Like I think on that first day, I I I came to you and I said I want this. I want it to kind of look like it's like my big David Lynch moment, our big David Lynch mm-hmm. moment. Um, and I depended on you a lot, actually. Like I uh, I came to you a lot, and I like asked you just practical questions. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I need you to help me like learn this shit on the fly. <laughs> yeah. You were, uh, you were very, uh, how am I going to say this? Like great to work with in that aspect of lighting. Cause a lot of the other directors don't care about it as much or they do. And they just know how to communicate it. And they, they'll just, you know, they'll go through the delegation process of, cause really the person in charge of lighting is a director of photography. I know. Uh, I, I, I stepped on toes so no, many no, times. No, 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 but I liked it because, so like in other sets, I would hear the d- director tell the DP, like, hey, I don't, I don't like it. It's too, it's too dark. It's too bright or whatever. And then the DP delegates to me. Well, my, one of my jobs is to always be like, be next to the DP, like written next to it and anticipate his or her needs. So a lot of times I would hear the director tell him what to do like what he wants and the, or he or she, what he wants. And the DP is like, Oh, okay. And then I'm, I'm already off doing right. the thing. Right. And that's a good way to impress DPs. Cause they're like, <laughs> Oh, what, man, you're like a ninja. I was like, Oh yeah, I was eavesdropping. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, but with you, you were so hands on and I liked it. Uh, I don't know if I would have liked it with other directors. I think just our chemistry was just that way, you mm-hmm. know, and you understood lighting as a storytelling tool other people really don't yeah see it in, in in terms of light and dark and what they like or don't like but you understood that especially in horror movies uh lighting uh tells a story helps tells a tells a story and mm-hmm. i think that was like yeah like the first day i remember the first day it was like that dream sequence right yeah, oh, yeah. okay so, <laughs> I read the call sheet and I'm like, dream sequence. I'm like, oh, oh, that's going to be some funky lighting that I have not <laughs> talked to Christy about or designed or anything. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun because I get to be a little even more creative and out of the box. But I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I was already prepared to walk in and like tell Desiree, it's going to be like two hours <laughs> of us rehearsing and playing around with lights and figuring it out. But I walk in and the lighting design is up. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> and like, I forgot that Aaron was there and you had already, Chrissy, you had already talked to Aaron about this. Mm-hmm. And the, basically the, the design, lighting design for the stream sequence was already done and thought of. And I was like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> the only thing I have to do now is tweak it for film mm-hmm. purposes. Right. Right. Like, make it a little, hey, like, this is too dark. The camera's not going to read it. Let's make it a little bit brighter. 
hey, this little pattern that's great on the wall, on the on the wall here. Well, we switched angles continuity wise. It would still make sense. So let's move the move the light so it hits the pattern continues. So I worked a lot with Aaron, and I'm not a board operator, mm-hmm. uh, but I think Aaron is one like an yeah. awesome hero in this movie uh, because he was so awesome to work with and he understood it and all that. And it he's, was, he's a brilliant lighting designer. He's, yes. I mean, like he is my, when I work, when I direct for theater, he's my first choice because I mean, Aaron is like, uh, he, I, he gives me a thing that I, he knows what I'm going to want before I want it. Like we've yeah. worked enough with each other that I'm like, Aaron, I was thinking, and he's like, I got it. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing that I walked in and I saw the, the beautiful lighting design with the spotlight on, on Maddie and, and everything else going on, the patterns. I was like, Oh, this is great. And I knew it was a musical number. <laughs> I love musicals. I freaking love musicals. Which is amazing. I love that. That's incredible. Yeah. I grew up, like I grew up with musicals, like going to broad off, uh, Brought tour Broadway shows when I would mm-hmm. go to Mexico City with my parents and stuff like that. Like I saw the Lion King in Spanish. I like, remember we oh, talked cool. about that. You and I yeah. talked about that on set. Yeah, man. yeah. So I was I'm I'm just a big fan of of musical stuff, and so that to me once 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 I saw the lighting design was good, I was like I can have fun now. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like like yeah. ultimately, like you want to have fun at work, but. I was just so stressed out walking in. I was like, oh, am I going to do this? I don't even know mm-hmm. what the song's like. I need to listen to this song <laughs> first. I, I can't wait for you to see. Dude, that the, scene looks fucking the, the, awesome, man. The, the oh, dream, oh, my like, God. It looks yeah. so beautiful. It's like I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there for the, because Brandon and, Brandon and I didn't get there until late, you know, later that night. Because I think we yeah. wrapped our shoot at like 630 or something. Um, so I had never seen anything of the that sequence that y'all shot the first day. So when John started sending us, when John and Christy and Max had worked on editing, it was I got to see it for the first time. It's uh, it's I, I almost fucking cried. It looks yeah. awesome. He, te- he texted me and he was like, "I'm We're almost gonna, I'm gonna cry." Um, it looks beautiful. So let me ask you one question because you mentioned something that I think is really interesting and I think we're all in agreement. Um, but again, I don't know if it's something that people think about when they necessarily watch movies. So you talked about lighting as a storytelling um, element. Mm-hmm. How do you, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it, but uh, how, how do you sort of go about that? If like, you have to deal with the technical aspects, obviously. So what sort of, I guess, other like storytelling elements are you as a gaffer thinking about? Like if I do this, it'll help in this way. I I think about in terms of how I light something, how it will affect the mood of the scene, how it can change a character. Okay. if If I put a character, I mean, there's some basic stuff like that. That's very like, that even people that don't know about lighting can just associate with, like if they put a character in half shadow, well, there's something weird and mysterious about that character. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know? Uh, so I have to think about that. Like with, with you guys who played the cops, uh, I was trying to make it as CSI look as possible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and you guys bring a little, like, um, uh, I mean, obviously, and that's the challenge is also is like 
keeping it consistent but different enough, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the movie uh, for lighting. But for with you guys, I, I just thought, like, th- your characters, like, your banter and everything brings, like, so much, like, levity to, like, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, okay, maybe I can, I can, I want to make make this look like a detective procedural a little bit, but maybe a little bit lighter in the in the lighting, you know, a little bit sunnier, if you will, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if I can't, I even tried to do that in the diner scene uh, because, like, the diner scene was like very basic for us to to light. It was very easy, very very easy. But it uh, also it also looks beautiful. That sequence yeah, also looks yeah. really beautiful. So I was just like, okay, how do I how do I make this look like they want, which is a diner, but also make it like consistent to what I've been doing with their characters and consistent what I've been doing with the movie. It's certainly a challenge and I'm still learning. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot, you know, I haven't been gaffing for that, like gaffing, gaffing for that long, but it's, it's, I try not to make everything like trying to have everything with purpose. Sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you just like, I got fucking light. I got light the scene. Right. <laughs> Cause we're running out of time. And we got to right. see people talking. Yeah. And, we gotta, and yeah, sometimes you want to light it a certain way. I know John and I like talked about this a lot. Like we got, he, I would light it a certain way, and John's like, "I need a brighter, just for the camera purpose." Right. And I'll and I'll, I'd be like, "Yeah, John, but that kind of kills the mood." <laughs> <laughs> and we compromise because that's what it is. We got me. Right. You know, ultimately, it's his word, and he's the one editing it. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, reluctantly, I lost some battles, but at the same time, it was just like, "It's gonna be fine." It's, it's mm-hmm. going to be fine. This is only half the process, right? I'm not right. even part of the second process that you guys are in right now, you know? Uh, so I was just like, okay, it's, you know, I've done what I can. I've done my job, hopefully to the best of what I'm capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any, like, I know I'm just like throwing these at you and didn't prep you at all, but are there any movies for you where you're like, if people want to go see really fucking awesome lighting in a film, they should watch this. Um, I guess I could bring up some of the top of my head. I, I think I told you guys before, like I start, like I'm not a big horror movie fan. Right. No, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> any genre, you know, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. Is, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but all the movies I've worked on, my favorite to light have been horror movies. Oh, cool. Because I feel like I can break the rules more. Yeah. Whatever those rules are, I feel like I can in, invent stuff, go along, you know, like there's more heavy shadow, there's more heavy darkness and stuff like that. Or just like a red light for no reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that red light that you, <laughs> I think one of my most satisfying aspects of, of working on that set was like, I, I won't say the scene, but you were like, we were underneath the theater aspect. And she's like, uh-huh. you're like, can I have a red light right here in the hallway? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it came out looking fucking amazing. It looks, it looks so, so good. Cool, man. You came back and you were so excited. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. <laughs> that's, I mean, it all looks great, but that scene looks and, fucking awesome. Yeah. It as, looks really good. But as far as like movies, I, I like a lot of naturalistic like movies like i like um that like scene like the scene they'd be using like natural light uh like sunlight and stuff like that 
uh, like I love, I love Roma. The, the, oh the, God, like, such a great like, film. Like, uh, yeah, the, the, like that's some recent one. Uh, a lot, of, but like a lot of the movies I like cin- cinematically are very artsy and mm-hmm. like kind of boring. Like I sure. love the lighting in, uh, the assassination of Jesse James. By yeah, dude. That's oh it. yeah. That is a great film. Yes. Yeah. But it's a gorgeous, gorgeous lighting. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous lighting. Uh, there's a, like, there's a trend. I, I don't know if it's like, I mean, if it's super recent, but it is kind of recent. There is a trend in horror. Mm-hmm. I, we call it horror. Some people might not call it horror. They're watching a horror movie, even though they don't think they are. Sure. Um, there's a trend in in recent horror where where naturalistic lighting is used to great effect, and it's yeah. sometimes it's almost like intensified naturalistic lighting. I, like, well, yeah. Midsummer is one of I those. Was about to say, yeah, I yeah. Recently watched Midsummer a couple like a month ago, and to be honest, I didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I really appreciated it. The but, lighting is, not, I mean, it's beautiful. Not just the lighting, but I was like the balls to make a horror movie that takes place all in daylight. Yeah. Broad daylight. And, and that itself is like, uh, is scarier in a way. Like, yeah. like the, the, I guess the, the reason I didn't like the movie that much is cause like, I didn't find it scary, but all the other aspects of the movie, the weirdness of it, the color yeah. palette, the color palette's amazing. It's yeah. so beautiful. The lighting that the all takes place. I was like, okay, I love this movie as a weird art thing. Like, did it scare me? No. Like, but yeah, but things, I think, yeah, I think some of that is even like fucking marketing. I, I like, I love, I love Midsummer. Yeah. I, the idea that it was everything now is like, it's the scariest, every movie that comes out, they're like, it's the scariest movie ever. Yeah. And I, I love Midsummer. I don't think it's. It's, it's, it's not, it's, uh, what do we talk? It's not horror. It's not like jump scare. Yeah. It's more like uncomfortable. uncomfortable yeah. Being un- yeah. Like it's just uncomfortable situation. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like some of it is horrifying. I it's think- horrifying. It's not terrifying. Yeah. To me, even for that, what you just said, to me, I didn't feel that way. I I think the movie's so pretty that I got distracted by that. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, I got so distracted by, like, how gorgeous that the, the movie is that it's I beautiful. did not pay attention. I mean, obviously... I but it's like, it, but yeah. it, like, it's such a stark contrast between the beginning of the movie, and now we're talking about Midsummer again. Yeah, we always it's have. like, <laughs> the, be, the beginning of the movie, we're all, you know, and then when they arrive in Sweden, yeah. and it's just like a whole different, her world yeah. opens up and it's beautiful. Yeah. The other one is, I don't know if you've seen Sacred Killing of a Deer. Uh-uh. Uh, the, the lighting in that is also just... In, amazing it's yeah. it's it's so beautiful I, I remember really liking the the lighting in the in the reboot or remake of evil dead that came out yeah. a couple of years ago like yeah. i want to go see it in the theater with a friend of mine because she was a big horror movie fan and she was like you want to go see evil i was like sure and i re- first of all i enjoyed the movie a lot and i did like jump a little bit but i was like oh this is like i try to turn off my brain when i watch movies for the first time but mm. it's hard, I, you know. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And so sometimes I end up analyzing stuff. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's how it is. Like, I can't, I can't enjoy 
Sorry, friends. I can't enjoy going to see theater. Okay. Because yeah. I try to like, I also try to like turn off my brain. Yeah. And it's not even like criticizing. It's, it's no. just kind of like, Ooh, how did they do that? Oh, hey. they did that. Or, you know, yeah, whatever. Work. Yeah, yeah. It's like being at work. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of a movie. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like you said, how do they do it? But yeah. Uh, so those are, yeah. Some of my favorite, like, Thing like I keep thinking a lot about also Guillermo del Toro. Oh and, yeah, and his movies, especially like the the older one before he got big, like Cronos, uh, mm-hmm. Cronos, like and, and oh. Pinazo del Diablo. Oh yeah, my God, that's <laughs> one of that. That is one of my favorite. The Devil's yeah. Backbone. Yeah, one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Oh, a lot- yeah, I think a lot of those use like the naturalistic thing that we're talking about, you know, minimum lighting and yeah. So he, he came, we talked about this, Christy. Yeah. Came to, um, I want to say it was like the American debut of Kronos at the USA, at the USA Film Festival in Dallas years and years ago. Years ago. There used to be like right off of SMU Boulevard. Uh, there used to be a UA cinema. Remember UA cinemas? There was a, a old school UA cinema. It's yeah. not, the building's not even there anymore. No, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. But, and uh, I, I remember clearly because John was in Russia at the time. And so I was hanging out a lot with my brother-in-law and we went to go see Kronos together. Okay. And we figured like, I, Michael and I may have been in there. Yeah, I mean, I think we have Because then Del Toro did a and a mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was still, I mean, real young. And, yeah. and But even then, you could just be like, you could see just in that movie, this this dude is going to be something special. I mean, yeah. that that was, yeah. I, his older, I love his older movies. Not to say his newer ones aren't great, but I, I really love the older ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something about it, and I think that's why, to bring it back to Final Dress, something about those movies that's like plucky, there's something, you know, yeah, man. You know I mean, like, you, you know, uh, I, yeah, those movies probably did have a bigger budget than what we had, but sure. there's still the underdog pluckiness to, to making something with your friends uh, and trying to make it. My, my job is a lot of times I don't care if, if the movie's good or not. <laughs> did I do my job good? Yeah. Right. You know, like, uh, and if the movie's good, amazing. That's, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something about at least, you know, because I was on, I mean, we were, all, you guys obviously were working all the time, but I was on set most all the time, unless I did something else. But I mean, there's sort of also a joy in, with with it being low budget and a smaller crew and everybody do, pulling multiple duties to see you guys, you all figure figure out and fix things on the fly. That was one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah. Like, like when we were in the woods and I don't want to give any of the scene away. Cause I think Max will murder me if I <laughs> give anything away. Which Max, me or Max, the other Max Hartman. Sorry. Okay. Max Hartman. Um, was that, a, sorry. Was that another thing that was like trying to get used to? There was two Maxes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but no, and I think Max Hartman is right. Like, I don't want to spoil any of the things, yeah. but you know, there were, there was a lot happens in the woods, obviously. And figuring out just like, like y'all would do a shot and Christy would be like, Oh, I need it to be a little brighter here. Or could it be, could it look colder or whatever? And then seeing you and Chachi like climbing in fucking trees and shit. Yeah. And 
really kind of making these awesome adjustments on, on the fly and yeah. taking things as they came. And I, to me, that was a huge joy of the process. I know it was tiring and, you know, sometimes it's like hot as shit outside and all that, <laughs> but like, I don't know, to me, those are the moments that I'll stick with me. Like yeah. a group of people huddling up, someone being like, well, we could do this. And then someone else being like, cool. And then if you do that, I'll do this. And then all of a sudden, yeah, boom, one, here we are. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite days on set was the day that we had to, sh- we were shooting Maddie and Lisa walking down the hill at the theater. Mm-hmm. And we wanted it. We wanted to shoot them from the front, but we didn't have a dolly. We didn't have like a steady cam. We didn't have anything. Yeah. It was like, how are we going to shoot them walking down the hill from the front? And you and Tachi were like, we've got it. <laughs> and I don't even know if I should say it. No, no. I was, I was going to say I had nothing to do with it. That I think, was it Chachi? Chachi. I, yeah. mean, I mean, yeah, I figured out the lighting part. But that yeah. was the least of our worries. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, where do we put the fucking camera? That was and all touchy, and that's what a key grip does. That's what a grip does. Is like, I mean, we all problem solve, but he his job is to like uh, figure out those kind of things, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it looks again, it looks great. But he was like, I got it. Put let's put it on the back of whoever's truck. Yeah, I'm and so that. and it was it's awesome. And again, I you know I yeah. I love those things because. I, you know, we talk about this a lot, Christy, just in theater and life. I don't fucking know. And that, you know, creativity so often is born out of limitation. Sure. And I think we got some stuff in this movie because we were forced to be creative like that and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. you guys did in the woods and other places as well. But, you know, next time we make a movie when we have a hundred million dollars, um, <laughs> we're, uh, I, I don't know if those little things pop up like that. And, and, and yeah. I, uh, sorry, Maxima, you, you and Chachi have worked on much mm-hmm. bigger sets. So maybe it's, maybe it's a thing that happens everywhere, but you get a whole new set of problems with more money, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, the, I, I agree with you that like the limitation brings out creativity. Sometimes I am very frustrated by that. But looking back, and maybe because like I'm not there anymore, looking back, I don't think I had that on this set. Because on other sets, I would just be so annoyed that I didn't have what I needed. Right. And I get turned down by the people in, with money. And and I guess it was more the attitude. People, Those people with money would be mad, like, well, why didn't you do it like what we wanted? And I'm like, because I told you I don't have the resources to do it, so we have to do it a different way. And with you guys and, and Max as well, you were like, okay, that's fine. That, that's not a big deal. We can work our way around it. Like, they weren't negative about it, you know, like, so that helped a lot. Like, yes, we did have our challenges, but I never felt like I was uh, disappointing, you know, higher up people because because of the fault of, of the budget. You know what I mean? Like we were yeah. just, I think we were just happy that we had buy-in from you guys. Like I, yeah. I really yeah. felt like I was like, once we all, one of the other things that I really loved about working on this was like watching two, two different sides of kind of the same industry coming yeah. together, mm-hmm. like a bunch of theater people and a bunch of film people who out in the world to people who don't work in our industries, 
to them, they might think that we cross paths a lot, but we actually don't. No. We actually don't cross paths at all. <clears throat> Only like some actors yeah. go do commercials or whatever. Yeah. But like, so seeing two groups of people like, and plucky, I love that word plucky, mm. like getting together um, and kind of like, all right. And once we had, we had buy-in from the, from you guys, mm-hmm. it was, it just made everything so much easier because then it was like, oh man, we can, we can really, we were just happy. We were just happy that, that you were like excited about the film. And, yeah. And, and well, and it, it was, that. I was even talking to Max last night, Hartman, sorry, last night. Um, you know, it was one of the main reasons he came on board and like, I mean, Christy, we've said it. Like, obviously, if Max wasn't on board, we this never would have happened. Yeah, we would have been shooting things, it on our iPhone. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that excited Max the most, and Max, of, of all of us, has crossed path mm-hmm. between worlds a lot more than, than the rest of us. I think Brandon uh-huh. and Kanisha are getting there. But Max really loved this idea and believed that we could, each group could sort of bring out the best or most creative and come up with something new and cool together. And I, yeah, it was an absolute joy. And I Mm -hmm. also think it was a great learning experience because I've obviously been on sets, but not in that capacity as a writer producer. And like I said, just seeing how y'all problem solved and how that worked with how Christy and me and Max are used to trying to problem solve in, in theater when we have, fucking nine dollars to do something um so i just yeah i loved it and it's um my my hope is that there can be more i mean and that I we think, do more maximo yeah that we do more i think the actors who a lot of the actors who had only done theater learned a lot and also it was nice to hear some of you guys be like i can't believe they know all their lines <laughs> like we we rarely, <laughs> we rarely had to burn a take because of yeah. an actor which was really awesome so it was just yeah. such a great crossover and yeah absolutely want to do more hopefully this fucking pandemic is gonna end at some point we can all work again (laughs) yeah i know yeah it was such a lovely experience like experience with with the whole two worlds crossing over i remember when i was back at unt we shared a same building with the theater department Mm -hmm. and in fact like you walk up i don't know if you ever in, but like yeah. you walk to the campus into a, the RTVF theater building and right. you walk in and like the, the, the theater's right in the middle and then off to one side is the film department of the theater and I was like the, a lot of times I was like for the bullshit projects I was doing I was like I need actors and instead of using my friends who can't <laughs> act I was like why don't just like go across the hall or even not even actors like costumers or whatever but for some reason there is like this barrier mm-hmm. either it was me or it was like the the, the 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 building itself the school itself did not encourage that that mm-hmm. uh, collaboration yeah uh, because I, I feel like well before I worked on this with you guys there's that I don't know. There's that stereotype that theater people are snobby and blah, blah, blah. I never thought that, but like, is it, is it maybe that? Is it maybe that? Like the, that, why, that, that's why we don't cross over. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, I think there's like stereotypes on, on both oh, sides. Mm-hmm. I think that for, for, I mean, Mike and I talk about it all the time and it's part of why we wanted to make this movie. It's like, we just want, we wanted to take the piss out of, 
theater <laughs> and what we do. And yeah. it's kind of like, there, there are a lot of theater artists who like, this is, I'm super important. And what I do is super important. It's kind of ridiculous and absurd, you know? Yeah. Um, we, pre- we play pretend for a living. Right. We're, we're sure. not curing like baby brain cancer or like right. it's, it's whatever. It's just, yeah. It, and the more we worked together, you realize, I mean, I always knew this, but you really, it reinforces that like, we're all the same basically like yeah we're all geeks we're all film and theater geeks yeah like when i when i started uh like the first within the first couple minutes that i met you christy i was like oh she's just not into theater she knows shit about film as well so this is gonna help you <laughs> know what i mean because previously when other directors i worked with that try to cross over they weren't really into film they right. just thought this is something I can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and so, but you, like, when I found out you had a podcast about film and stuff like that, I was like, oh, she, f- yeah, we're going to yeah. do okay. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I wanted to do, like, theater uh, sidetracked me. But yeah, Sorry, theater. But I do think you're right. Like, because what you said about your experience at UNT, I don't know how it was at AM, Christy, but at SMU, it was, there was, n- it was, oh, the divide was almost encouraged. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On both sides. And I've never understood that, especially because if you, Christy, you and I talk about this a lot. If you look at like British television and film, the, the crossover is constant. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why what happened here, um, but but it almost does, it almost, when I was in school in, in at SMU, it almost seemed purposeful. Um, and then one of my best mm-hmm. friends happened to be a, a filmmaker at SMU and he was like, had been making kind of like you said, he had been making short films with like people who have no business act. I shouldn't say have no business, have no experience acting. And one day he asked a couple of us, like, we just be in this thing. And he was like, oh shit, this makes more sense. Like you guys know what you're doing. I know what I'm yeah. doing on this side of the camera. You know, <laughs> Max said something interesting the other day and Max Hartman, um, <laughs> and it's, you know, I, I think part of it is like part of the reason filmmakers, I don't know, get to a point that's like, oh, we don't want to, oh, we, we, we talk a lot about why theater actors don't get cast in film or commercials. Like don't hire that theater actor. He's a stage actor. He doesn't do film or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because <laughs> the, the film people sometimes have in their heads, the seventh grade version of what yeah. a the, of what a theater person is, yes. <laughs> and you know when you're in the you know in seventh grade, it's kind of like be loud, be big, yeah. and act yeah. like right. And then like the theater pe- the film people go on and do film and go like, oh my god, those theater actors, yeah. they're nuts, and they don't get to see like y'all don't get to see the evolution. Right. Yeah. Um, the seventh grade theater person well, like actually evolve and become an actual actor. I'll tell you what, in senior year of high school, I directed a theater play. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, and that is one of the reasons like my, I didn't go into theater. Cause I was just like, it's so over the top. It's yeah. so, and, and it was also like, so it was, it was in the theater class, which a lot of people did not take that class seriously when I was. Sure. In no, I was of course not. One, because I, I, I was like, okay, like, wrongly, I was like, theater is like a stepping stone to film. <laughs> like, but I was like, I, I, if I wanted to be a director, this is like a good way to practice. And so 
for Christmas pageant time, I put on a Charlie Brown's Christmas stage. (laughs) I love that. But what sucked is that none of my actors wanted to be in it. They were only (laughs) for the class. And, and like it was, it's, and then they're like, we're doing it. I was like, okay, this is our final, you know, I, it also senioritis kicks in, like who cares? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. right. Like that happens it, to the actors who want to be there. Yeah. yeah. And so what's funny is that like, once we were like, why, why are we rehearsing and doing all this? I was like, cause we're going to present to the school. They were like, what? I was like, <laughs> what you think? we were doing all this for just to like, and the hell of it is for ourselves. <laughs> A lot of them wanted to drop out because they didn't want to be embarrassed by our friends and, and the school, you know? <laughs> and the teacher was like, nope, too, too bad. Like, you yeah. gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, gotta do it. And like, at the time I was also, I was in sports, so I was still a jock, and but I I had this artistic side, so a lot of them played sports with me, and they, they would just pitch me out. Like, yeah, yeah. After, I was like, hey, after school we gotta do uh, rehearsals, and then after that, you know, we gotta practice for what soccer and, and 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 stuff like that. And they're like, there's too many school activities, dude. Why'd you sign me up? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I was like it, it's it, it's the last year, man. Like. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I thought, like, theater was like that. Like, and also, like, it was it was actually a really good learning experience because we, I went to a private school. And you would think I would have money, but no. No <laughs> one wanted to give money to my little shitty adaptation of Charlie right. Brown Christmas. Like, uh, I, we had to do a little fun drive to get our costumes and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> that never changed. Did y'all do the plate sale in Laredo? I think someone did, yeah. <laughs> of course, because it's Laredo, and in Laredo you do a plate sale. So yeah. one of the other awesome things that happened on this set was that, I, and I remember the day we were like downstairs in the shooting in the murder hallway oh. and at the theater. And I can't Which remember it's what... it's called that all the time, yeah. not just for the film. It's just... No, not just for the it's just called like that the, before? Yeah, it's oh, the murder okay. hallway. Oh. So we're like... I said something. I can't remember what I said. I said something. And we were like in very close quarters. And you turned to me and you went, where are you from? Uh, And I said, you won't know it. And you were like, where are you from? I said, it's a little city in South Texas. You won't know it. And you were like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Laredo, Texas. And you were like, no mames, güey, yo también. And I was like, oh my God. So we discovered that. Mexican. Yeah. We're from the same, well, I knew you were Mexican, right? but but that you were from Laredo, from Nuevo Laredo. And I was like, oh my God. So that was like the best discovery. And I think from that day on, Mm -hmm. nobody else on the film could stand us because we'd go go into like our Laredo talk, especially Chachi, Chachi, because he felt left out. Yeah. Because you Um, and I were, we were already getting along. But when we found out we're from the same town, Forget here's it. something we have that <laughs> no one else has. Right. You, know, you right. and Michael have a thing, right? You you have a very special relationship. You and Chachi had one. Loretta's oh, Chachi, off. man. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you, Chachi. Don't come. Um, no, yeah. It's like, and then, like, after we, after we finished, after we wrapped, because I learned all these terms, um, <laughs> <laughs> you came to see you came to see a play that I directed. Yes. That is actually really like filmic in quality. Mm-hmm. Um and so when what did like I not the, I mean did that change your perception of theater 
or or was I think or my perception of theater had already changed was, was evolving because like i said earlier i love going to musicals mm-hmm. but what i knew about musicals or like what Lou knew about theater was just broadway right which, yeah, which i think is hollywood most, right it's, it's what most people right yeah. and so uh and so when i when i and i had attended like a couple community local theaters here and there throughout the years and the, some of it was good some of it was your stereotypical like oh, it's pretty bad and yeah. cheesy but when i went to yours christy uh what surprised me the most was i knew like the lighting not sorry not the light the acting in the story like i was like okay this is probably gonna be good but the way the lighting told the story in theater i had never really seen that before because to me if we're talking about crossing over you know actors do it more often than others but for me i don't from what i do there's not much crossing over it's almost like a different um mm-hmm. it's like a different skill set right definitely definitely because like for theater it's like kind of like two-dimensional and for film it's more three-dimensional space and stuff like that and when i had seen uh the lighting design in like broadway and all these other to me i, I guess maybe i wasn't paying attention but to me it was like the lighting's just there so i could see the actors mm-hmm. and yes there's lighting cues with the music and all that but that's just you go to a concert yeah. there, to me there was nothing special but then your your play the way it used lighting to like set the scene, change the story, change the time. I was like, Oh, that's really badass. Yeah. That's Aaron. Like that. Yeah. Again. Again, I was just, Holy sh-. like, okay, I need to change my, or keep evolving my perspective uh-huh. on, on, especially local theater, because especially it's, I guess it, it would be like, I've tried to tell people to watch more indie movies. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think that's, know? I think that's the, a similar thing. And, and yeah, Look, obviously, a lot more people watch movies than sure. theater. I, mean, I think theater-wise, most people, when they think of theater, think of Broadway. And I think film-wise, most people think of, you know... Hollywood. Studio. Sure, yeah, yeah. Big-budget big pictures. Um, <laughs> and, and you can tell them, like, no, there's some really awesome... Like, some of the best work being done is, is in independent film and you'll mention some movies and, and you know, people will never have heard of them, which I some totally of, get. And yeah. Some of uh, your maybe favorite directors or actors, they all had to start somewhere. Oh, right. Yeah. From, yeah. From, you know, from something, you know, we were just talking about like Dodo and stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely, uh, like I was just like, okay, this is, this is, I really like it. Cause I'm a fucking lighting nerd. Like I'm <laughs> like, before I came on, I was noticing how like lighting fell on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, it, it was really cool to see, uh, maybe because my brain's just wired like this, this yeah. way to see, but I was just like, I want to make this, this move, this, the theater you did, sorry, this, the play you did into a movie. Oh, I've like, been thinking about it. We, we should talk about this. <laughs> no, we should yeah. really talk about it because I've actually been th- t- thinking about that place specifically yeah because i think i think it would make a beautiful movie and i think that's i have have, i've always been like one of the reasons i went into filmmaking and specifically lighting is just how i view the the world like i just i i this might be weird or stupid but like i'll look at everyday occurrence and in my head make a movie out like different angles cutting does that make sense like yeah and i did this i sort of did the same 
even though I didn't want to because I want to enjoy the play for how it's intended, I still did that when I watched the play. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Michael, you know, Michael probably cannot go see a play without thinking of like, oh, you know, the structure of, of yeah. well, the storytelling. I, mean, I drive my wife crazy because even when we're watching <laughs> movies and something will happen and I'll pause it and she'll be like, why the fuck did you pause that? I'm like, well, I wanted to see at what minute it happened. Like, when did this director and writer, you know, you when does the catalyst or in, in mm-hmm. film happen? When did they break to act one? I'm obsessed with that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, it makes me not fun to watch movies and plays with. I think for a lot of people, but yeah. I disagree. Thank you, Christy. <laughs> I disagree. I enjoy watching movies with you. Yeah, I used. My mom was. I was telling uh, Michael before you came on, Christy, that we started doing movie nights with our parents, and my mom, uh, she goes, "You're not gonna like stop the movie and explain to me why." You <laughs> shoot it this way and blah, blah. I go mom I don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore <laughs> my wife is looking at me and she like, really did that I'm like yeah I kind of did <laughs> I, beca- I became impossible I became impossible after after final dress because now <laughs> I I watch a movie and I'm like ooh how did they do that or how did they do that, that shot yeah. or like rewind it I want to see yeah. and like trying to figure out like where did they put it and what is that and like Chachi, Chachi gave me these really great books. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, uh, it, it's, it was such a lovely gift. And it was just kind of like a here for the next time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that felt so good that somebody actually feels like we're, we're going to go on. And, but it like, it talks about all kinds of camera angles and why you do certain things yeah. and using that for storytelling. And then knowing um, you, you're like, how am I going to break these rules? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But you should know them before you break them, right? Yeah, exactly. I feel like you should know the rules you're 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 breaking, and I why. Feel like that was a constant conversation, Christy. We oh yeah, every day. Yeah, and you were a lot of times correctly would assume like, does it make sense to do this? And sometimes with lighting, like do it this way. I'm like, yeah, sure. I, we were just doing it this way because of other logistical reasons. But yeah, we, we can totally do it that way. It totally makes sense, you know, like. Because that's the thing, I my I have I have one focus and it's lighting. But but you, Christy, have to think about other all the other variables. You know what I mean? So and that's what we're here for. We're here to like make your job easier. Yeah, you you like everybody did. It was yeah. it was it was incredible. Like it's just like it followed. Surround yourself with the best people, and then you don't have to do anything at all. Basically, you just go. I wanted, I wanted to look like this, and then people go, okay. And then they like, bring you a Coke Zero. And, and they bring me a Coke Zero. <laughs> it's just like I want to make a horror movie. Michael, go write it. <laughs> um, well, y'all, I, I sadly have to go. Um, oh no! Wait, but before you go, Maximo, what is your favorite taco place? In oh Laredo? shit! Yes, in Laredo, your, right? In Laredo. I've been having a lot of this uh, this place called Tacos Ravi. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, tacos al pastor place in Laredo, oh. which for the longest time, Laredo, because Laredo's all about like the 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 flour tortilla with the faquitas and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like uh, pastor is more Mexico City thing. So right. We didn't have really good ones up until like I think this place has been around for a while, like maybe like five six years. I don't it's know. True. 
Um, you're right. But yeah, uh, this morning, I had a question this, this morning I had breakfast tacos, but in Laredo, and I don't know if this is mariachis. Yes. Did they still call them mariachis back then? Yeah. That's, okay. And it's funny because it's like everywhere I, I go. Mariachis. Yeah. No. I, I, when I moved to North Texas and people were like, oh, let's have, what do we want for breakfast? And I'd be like, let's get mariachis. And people were like, mariachis? What do you mean? And I was like, breakfast tacos. Like, I didn't even say breakfast tacos. I was just you like, tacos. Tacos with egg. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have a suspicion as to why they're called mariachis, if you want me to. I don't sure, know why they're I called mariachis. I don't know why they call. I just thought it was like the Laredo thing. Remember, you know how when you send a serenata? Yeah. And the mariachis come in the morning in the very early morning to sing to the woman on the balcony or whatever. And that's that's like on your birthday, you get mariachis in the morning. It's like really morning. Okay. And so I don't know. But like, but Laredo's the only place that's it. Like uses the only place. It's like not even other South place, uh, South Texas places. So I've never heard it right now. And there's this place, this this place called. It used to be called Mariachi Express. Uh-huh. All those Marias, and they just serve breakfast tacos. I remember Mariachi Express. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it's been so. Yeah. Maximo, thank you so much for being on the thank show. You. Yeah, man, it's great seeing you. It's Same. great seeing you, and we're gonna see each other gonna, in person soon. We're gonna do this again. We're gonna make more movies. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see you when we see you. All right. Bye, everybody. See you, y'all. Be safe.